Hello, listeners and viewers. Apple Treats episode 8 is here with myself, Arina Danis, and our guest, Stuart uh, Breckenridge, uh, active open source contributor. So, welcome. Hi, everyone. Um, hi, guys. Um, so, before we begin, and uh, yeah, we will talk uh, about the open source contribution, and uh, probably we will talk a little bit about the um, Net News Wire project itself. So before we start, Stuart, could you please give us some intro about yourself? So how how did you uh, end up being iOS developer and uh, uh, how you joined the NetNewsWire team? Okay, so back in 2007, um, when I finished university, um, I bought my first Mac. Um, and then I still didn't touch programming um, for a couple of years. And then in 2009, I bought my first Objective-C book, um, and I started picking up Objective-C from there. In 2010, um, for various reasons, I switched jobs, and I had a sizable commute from where I was living to where I was working uh, in the morning and the evening. So I felt that when I was on the train, um, I could put that time to, to some good use. So that's when I started um, iOS development and buying more um in the way of iOS books, so Big Nerd Ranch Guide, um, several of those um, on the iOS side. Um, from there, I started doing, uh, I started building some small apps, um, very basic apps. You know, pick your lot, pick your lottery numbers, um, flag quiz for my nephews, um, and it, from there, from 2009, from 2010 onwards, um, the apps got a bit more complex. So I started building. Um, servers to go with them to do push notifications um, and then when I got to Singapore in 2013 um, I started building apps that plugged into the Land Transport Authority's API and again that was uh, all Swift at that point I got here in 2013 started building it in 2014 so I got on the, the Swift bandwagon very early on Swift 1 um, then rewrote my apps in Swift 2 the next year which was painful um and that that was how i got into it um when it comes to net newswire i picked that up i joined that team um in 2019 okay, so i've been doing it for about 10 years uh so uh, it already was an open source project when you joined the team yes it was um so ren announced it that he was developing an open source app for for rss um in 2017 and at that point, it was under the name Evergreen. Um, and there's a long history behind NetNewsWire. It goes way back to 2002. Um, and the name and brand assets came back to Brent around about 2018. So the app that he had been developing became NetNewsWire. Uh, and the, the community around it um, was obviously growing at that point um, from, a, from a developer support perspective. And even now, um, there's been more than 60 different contributors to the to the code base. So it's it's got a very vibrant community. And uh, uh, can an open source project uh, like develop spontaneously? Does it need a form team or uh, some uh, and some uh, like methodology to like organize the job? Or it can be like a uh, something uh, independent. <laughs> It, so my, my background is project management. So there's no formal description I would give to the way that NetNewsWire is structured. Um, I would say that Brent is the product owner. So most of the major decisions would go through him. 
Uh, Morris deals with the, the iOS development largely, and um, everyone else is, is essentially an individual contributor. They, they can come in, pick up an issue, work on it, uh, and as we get closer to release, um, Brent will start pruning things down to say that this has to hit the milestone. Um, but it because it's voluntary and it's everyone's spare time, there is not the same level of corporate deadline that you would that you would have in a, in a larger organization. Right. Um, but um, even without the methodology, well, if you are working as a team, you probably need some ways of communications and... Um... Uh, well, I believe your team is kind of like distributed team. I mean, uh, in in terms of time zones and uh, everything. So, how 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 do you communicate? Um, so we use Slack uh, as our primary communications tool, um, but we receive tickets from um, obviously Testlight, and Brent will put them in GitHub for us. Users are users are free to join um, both the GitHub group and the Slack group. Um, discuss issues, discuss tickets. Um, uh, and in terms of time zones, yeah, it's difficult. So I think I think I've been working on it since 2019, and I've only spoken to Brent on Zoom once in that amount of time. Um, so it is fairly distributed, but there's a lot of uh, active chat on um, Slack, which is where most of the issues are discussed. Right, but uh, do you, do you think that's uh, efficient enough? I mean, like, do do you want to have more like live conversation, or is like do you, do you think that that that's enough for this kind of project. I think it's enough for this kind of project. Um, as, as I said before, there's no um, deadlines on NetNewsWire. Brent is very clear on that, so it's not uh, it's not a corporate project. There's not scope, time, quality, cost that you have to care about. Um, you just have to, you pick up issues, you work on them. Um, as we get comfortable that our release is solid enough, um, we begin to. To narrow things down, uh, and then it gets closer to release, and then it's you know it's out in the wild. Yeah. Okay. And can can you like describe? Uh, well, is it actually a team, or it's like more of individual con- individual contributors? Because well, from from what you've said, it looks more like uh, everybody just picks up uh, something and uh, and and doing that. And do you consider like Net Newswire as a like f- formal team or like? informal team uh, i think i think it would be closer to informal because people can drop in and drop out and there's no demand on them because it's volunteer it's free time um it's not formal there's no stand-ups um you don't have um product owners you don't have scrum masters you don't have anything along those lines um so yeah i, I think it, uh, informal is a fair description uh do you have any kind of i mean team buildings or i mean at least like do, do, do you think like the morale of the team is like the, is fine i mean do, how, how would you describe that <laughs> i th- well i think um given from my perspective given the situation that we've all been in for the last year year and a bit um working from home i have found working on net news in my spare time to be a good distraction from what's been going on um and certainly, when when I when I've spoken to team members, everyone is when I speak to them in Slack, um, and when I've spoken to them on Zoom um, once or twice, everyone seems to be in good spirits with what's with what's happening around the world, which is good. Um, but there's no friction that you would say that would come out from the work that we're doing. Seems to be happy working on what is a voluntary project. Right, and uh, um, well, 
even with the like <laughs> a happy team, sometimes I, I believe that like there could be some uh, disputes on uh, decisions or uh, like architectural things. H- how would these uh, arguments be resolved in uh, NetNewsWire? It's a good question. Um, I would run an idea. So it, 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 on the work that I've done, um, the, where there's maybe maybe one or two options that we could progress with, um, we would talk things through on Slack. Um, and certainly some of the work that I'm doing now is around about, you know, messaging for cloud kit delays and how we, how we would present that to a user. So when there are various options, I would normally talk it through on Slack and then take it to Bren. Um, and given that he is project managing it, he is largely the, the product owner. Um, the final decision would stop with him. And that is, that is the way it should work in most projects. There has to be a decision maker. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, does um, open source project, uh, mobile person uh, project differ somehow of other projects? Uh, does it have some specifics like uh, connected with a Apple developer program or maybe uh, you need to form it in a package or pod? So there are, there are differences to the way it's managed from your own projects. Um, so we have everybody working on it on their local copies. When it uh, and because of that, they all have their own signing certificates, and you can't have the same bundle ID, for example, across all the developers that are trying to do their local builds that don't have um, a shared certificate amongst them all. So we, on the NetNewsWare project, did something that I hadn't seen before. Um, so there's an idea called there's a concept called um, shared Xcode settings. Um, and you set up that file um, at the same level um, as your project. And when that launches, or when your project launches, um, it takes in all the settings from that file. So you can get a, a sort of a pristine local copy, um, as we like to call it, of, of the NetNewsWire project. Um, it's configured to your code signing certificate, your developer ID, um, and it gives you your, your, your bundle ID as well. So you, you can build it, run it, and that just does not interfere with the the shared Git history um, of, of the distributed um, open source team. So those are that's like one example of how we have to do things differently. Um, whereas if you were in an organization, um, you'd all be working off the shared, the shared enterprise um, developer account, okay. as an example. Um, um, if, we, if we talk um, on the open source contribution, uh, I, before we move on to the general uh, questions here, what, wh- why did you decide to join the Net News Wire? I mean, wh- what, what, it's, uh, I mean, wh- what, what are your benefits from from doing this? I mean, you're, you're spending your uh, time on this, and uh, like ha- having the day job, uh, it's also like you're, you're doing like twice the job, probably in some ways. <laughs> well. Um... I, I don't see it that way. Um, if I was doing twice the job, I'd be doing project management during the day, then coming home and doing project management at night, which which I think would probably make me hate project management in the end. So coding is probably a little bit of a, an escape from, from the day job. Um, so I think... Um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I see coding as a bit of an escape um, from, from my day job. Okay. Yeah, well, 
that, that that's kind of kind kind of interesting. And sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. To, to to your point of um, sorry, I just recall my train of yeah, thought. To, to to why I joined the Net Newswire team. Um, I wanted to sort of get out of my my comfort zone with the projects I had been working on. And Net Newswire is both a Mac app and an iOS app. Um, so I, I did get a bit of experience of of AppKit in very small ways. And then last year. Um, with the second revision of Swift UI. Um, we had a lot of fun in the summer last year from versions of, of NetNewsWire. Um, so in about four to six weeks, we had a, a working version um, of the app on both iOS and uh, macOS using broadly the same code base. Um, um, that, was, that was really good fun to work on. So it was more to get me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And, um and it's actually uh, quite interesting. I mean, the project itself is like uh, it's using a lot of uh, Apple's technologies there. Like now there is an iCloud sync, which is uh, like getting to the iOS. Uh, I, I believe it's in test flight now, but or it's already released. I, I can't, can't recall now, but it, it's getting there. And uh, the user interface is also like following the guidelines in all the ways. And uh, so... For, for those who are interested in like building the nice user experience, probably th- this project is something to to look for. I mean, I'm uh, I'm kind of a long time user of NetNewsWire, and um, like when when uh, the iCloud sync uh, appeared, I switched from Feedly to that, and uh, quite happy. <laughs> Again, having less dependencies on the third party uh, tools to manage the uh, to manage the streams. Uh, so, from your perspective, if somebody wants to start uh, contributing to uh, any of uh, open source projects, what would you recommend them to start with? I mean, like how to <clears throat> how to start doing some open source? Um, so, even in the iOS um, ecosystem, there, there's a lot of open source projects available um, to work on. You could work on Brave, you could work on Firefox, you could work on Signal. Um, they're all open source. Um, the way that I got involved with NetNewsWire is probably a, a reasonable way to go. Um, just pick some small issues that you think you can work on, um, talk to the team that are currently there, ask for guidance, uh, and then take it from there. And as as you progress on, um, you'll have the confidence to to build up and, and work on bigger things. Right. And uh, do, do you think that you need to... To do something in terms of uh, like getting some specific knowledge working with the open source or like specific practice in some way, um, or it's just like you you just need to you just need the like the passion to, to do that, and that's uh, probably you will be able to accommodate to any kind of uh, open source uh, projects. Passion is important. More important is learning about source control. Uh, and, and especially Git, um, you don't learn about source control from the Objective-C book. You don't learn about it from iOS programming books. Um, it's an incredibly difficult tool to use on your own, but when you've got uh, a branching strategy already in place on an open source project, you have to make sure you're getting it right when you're uh, putting in your first pull request. Otherwise, things can go off the rails very, very quickly. So I think um, source control is one. Um, and certainly being able to work in a team um, is also very, very important. You can't just 
full lone wolf on an open source project, you'd be as well to to fork what you're doing and and just run with it yourself. Right. And uh, if we look from other perspective, uh, your like project manager uh, background might help here. So, do do you think uh, that there like what could be the recommendations for those who want to start their uh, project and make it open source? Uh, is there something like you need to look into or uh, think about before? Uh, or if you have a project and you want to make it open source, so do, do you need to think about something before doing that? Or again, it's kind of simple decision. Um... I suppose it depends what you're building. So Net Net Newswire is obviously a very, very big open source project. Um, I have tried on my own to build open source projects, but it, it's very hard to get a community around it if it's it's just something that's tickling you rich. Um, so I think you have to build something useful, something that would be would be popular um, um, and has a lot of utility in order to get a, a sizable open source community around it. Um, and I think you need to be out there with your with your messaging your own personal blog um you have to be very very active on on social networks to get a, a sizable community around you to, to follow follow your work and get involved right uh, okay so that means that uh, open source project uh, does need marketing and uh, some advertisement and uh, workflow is uh, to, to make it uh, like um uh, available to end users and to able to find it or it could be like uh, you just uh, uh, released it, published, and uh, popularity came by itself. <laughs> yeah, um, I think posting a blog about what you're doing is is marketing in a way. Um, it's not I mean, it's not paid for advertising, but it's it's certainly a way to get the message out. Um, and then you do have the sort of organic ways where you're, where your where a repository could become popular through GitHub stars uh, and take that route. But I do think some marketing is involved in any open source project. Yeah, and uh, sp- speaking of Net Newswire, I mean, it seems that it, the like the RSS itself is not uh, uh, too much of the. I I don't know. I mean, like my my opinion might be like uh, I'm I'm looking from the developer's perspective, and uh, RSS looks for me like like more for the developers rather than for regular users. Do do you have any insights on? Who are the users of uh, NetNewsWire, or it's just like like everybody uses uh, RSS and uh, well? Um, I think I think it I think it's probably a fair comment that it's more technically minded people that do use RSS. It's and certainly now that most browsers have taken RSS out of their, their core functionality set, so you can't use RSS in Firefox or Safari anymore. I'm not sure if you can use it in Chrome. Um, it has become a bit more of a, a niche. Um, but I do think it's still got a fairly wide user base um, because the, the the ecosystem for for good RSS apps is very very strong at this point. Um, beyond NetNewsWire, you've got Unread, you've got um, Reader, uh, and they're all very very good. Um, so I think there is still some uh, level of, of popularity among general users outside of the technical user base. Yeah. Um, well, we all know uh, that. Just in a couple of weeks, uh, WWDC is starting. So do, do you have any uh, expectations or maybe you have your own wish list for something which Apple might show there? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think um, 
they've put the M1 in the iPad. They now actually have to, I think they have to make a big step forward with iPad OS. Um, at the moment, they're saying it's 50% faster, but 50% faster at doing what? Does it mean that they are um, that they're bringing more professional coding tools, uh, some sort of version of Xcode to, to iPad? I'm not so sure. But I do think for for what they've put in it, they have said it's there for you know future capacity. But I think they really have to to make a step forward with it now because it's it's got the same um, feature set as last year, um, same form. Sorry, I mean same hardware. Um, we can feel um, it really does need to take a step forward in terms of software. Yeah. Other than that, I think um, Xcode could do with some performance improvements, particularly for compiling Swift projects. I would like to see an end to to indexing. Just spinning away in the in the top in the top bar, um, and I think if you go back and you look at how fast you know Objective C projects used to compile, or still compile, um, Swift has still got some way to go um, in Xcode. True. Um, do you uh, do do you think that they might show something which could be useful for uh, like Net Newswire in the future and? Again, speaking from that, so you're already looking into Swift UI. Do you, uh, like, from your perspective, how much time will it take to uh, get a feature into production apps, for example, like NetNewsFire, from the time it was announced? Or maybe you have some, like, internal stats on that? So, you mean in terms of how fast we go from, like, a WWDC feature to something being in NetNewsWire? Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I think we said at the start we don't have we don't have deadlines. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So but... if it's if it's something small, um, see like the background task framework. Um, that's something that we can slot in um, fairly quickly. Um, other things like um, say widget kit from the last WWDC, that's still in test flight for us um, in iOS at this point. And it will be part of the next release, but I don't have any stats on how long it takes a feature okay. being announced at WWDC for us to implement it. Because it really does does depend on what it is. Yeah, I'm like again speaking from the uh, developer perspective. You're uh, integrating the iCloud sync to the NetNewsWire to macOS and uh, iOS apps. Do you see that iCloud is now? Uh, ready for production projects because well i had some experience before and uh when i could not remember exactly i believe it was ios 5 or 6 when they announced like core data with the cloud and uh that wasn't ready for any kind of <laughs> let's say production uh, experience but uh like it, it got better with with each release so and i heard a lot of uh, talks that like icloud is too uh too simple or too too young to be re- to be ready for anything uh for the production use and uh, do you think it's now ready and it's mature enough to be used uh, widely um from our experience so far um where we where we have seen the biggest issues uh are where people are doing mass migrations from maybe what you did from feedly to icloud and you're moving a lot of feeds over in one go in those types of situations, iCloud Kit can throttle you. Um, 
and it can throttle you for quite some time. So you'll see a you'll see a progress bar just going forward and forward and forward very very slowly. Um, sometimes we've we've seen reports of it taking days um, to do a full sync of um, feeds um, when you're doing a bit mass migration. Um, after that, it does tend to work fine um, for most people. Um, so I think unless you're doing a, a really huge um, migration of data, CloudKit is probably okay at this point. I haven't. I, I honestly, I don't have much experience of core data in the cloud. Um, I haven't heard tremendous things about it, but I've never used it personally. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they 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 changed the API and was like initial just the core data. Then they they got UI managed document, which was. Uh, Kind of the similar. Then now they have a persistent container with the uh, CloudKit support. So you basically yeah. like design the core data model, and uh, it syncs to core data by itself or to to a cloud by itself. But um, okay, yeah. Well, uh, that that that's that's interesting. And uh, as an well, Apple user, do you hope to see something uh, on uh, in the new iOS releases or like maybe? Uh, any, anything um, unusual? I think uh, I, I personally would like to see developers get access to more of the, the public transport maps that are available that Apple use. Um, for a long time, um, it's just been maps exclusive. And I would like to have access to it so that I don't have to dip into an entire data set from, from the Land Transport Authority and build up um, train routes that Apple already have um, available. <laughs> So I would like to see that, um, and I think there's going to have to be some um, changes to the App Store, just based on what's going on with Epic and, and that particular <laughs> lawsuit. They, Apple don't look particularly good out of it. Um, I think developers are going to have to see something there, um, because yeah. what, what Apple have put in place with the, the small business program is it's a step in the right direction, but I don't think it's enough based on the... Um, current reputation that they're getting out of the, the epic suit. Yeah, yeah, it might be. And yeah, before we wrap up, uh, maybe you have any, I don't know, funny stories from the Net Newswire development, uh, something you could share? Um, or just interesting I think, stories? <laughs> I think uh, when we did our Swift UI work, um, that, that, that was a lot of fun because none of us had done it. In, with that amount and in, in that in that volume um, and at that speed, so we had a lot of different um, interpretations of how to how to use state object, how to use observed object, uh, and what coding styles to follow. Um, and it was it was quite fun um, to to start putting together the, the coding guidelines for Swift UI. Um, and I assume it's all going to change in about a month's time um, with whatever happens in Swift UI three. Um, but yeah, I think I think because we're so distributed and we don't get um, too much time to talk to each other, um, it's not really the same as being in an office environment where it's um, there, there's more chance for for jokes. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, thank you very much. Uh, that was an interesting talk for uh, for us, and uh, I hope you inspired somebody to join the open source, and uh, well, maybe you will see somebody joining the Net Newswire team as well. <laughs> Yes, hope so. We we will add links to to the project. To, to the <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Stu, for joining. Uh, 
I'll give a star uh, at least and maybe contribute <laughs> the part. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much, Irina. Thank you, Danis. Yeah, and uh, for those us, uh, for those of you who are listening and watching us, we will be back in two weeks, and uh, in, in between you can uh, share the episode, maybe tell somebody about the podcast, and uh, yeah, see you in two weeks. Bye. Uh, bye. Thank you.